0: Around the NFL podcast, read smart people books (laughs) from the
3: Chris Wessling podcast studio. That's a man who read a lot of smart books. It's the Around the NFL podcast. Dan Hans is here. Got some heroes. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler and sitting to my right. Oh, it's been too long and it's always a blessing for the show. Connie Fox, the tiny box, is in the house. I'm back. Uh, Hello,
4: hello, hello. It's great to see you guys.
3: Great to see you. Somebody tweeted at me. um, You were TNF last week. Where were you? You were... Arizona. 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 Someone shouted out while you were doing a live uh, hit. uh, Hey, tiny box. It happens all
4: the time. And I love it, so keep doing it, guys. It's great. And someone was like, say hey to Dan. Like, but what, is, like, what does Steve Smith
5: think about that being shouted at you? Does he understand like the lineage no. of that nickname?
4: Nobody it, knows. Right. But at there's this a lot point, of things it, being shouted. Right. How yeah. many sure. people
6: – it feels like a, a nickname that needs context, but we never give it
3: the context. I think it needs yeah. lots of context. Right. Tiny
4: box and representing.
3: We're, we're just happy the large box is not what took hold – In the imagination.
4: Absolutely not. We're not going to do a huge box.
3: Um, Colleen's here. It's awesome. We are at the trade. deadline. In fact, look at this. Play along because I know the trade deadline
7: actually passed 22 minutes ago. But we're going to act like it's about to pass
3: now. All right. Here we are. 12.59 (laughs) on the West Coast. Ricky, count us down like Dick Clark in the biggest of all spots. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, my God. Yeah, we did it. Oh, my God. The Best day of the year. Why is three, Mark trying down. to kiss wow. me? <laughs> <laughs> get your hands off him, Sessler. Apologies, Greg. He's a colleague. Trade deadline has passed. And a little bit of a dud. Not a lot of drama, but there was one huge name moved, and we're going to get through the big names connected to the trade deadline, whether they were moved or not. And you got to start, of course, with Von Miller and Connie, this is a big one. The Denver Broncos agreed to trade the eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker to who else? The Los Angeles Rams for a second and third round pick in the upcoming NFL draft. The Broncos will also pay, and this is this is interesting. There's a little Brock Osweiler vibe here. The Broncos will also pay $9 million of Miller's remaining $9.7 million base salary for the nine games left in the season. So they said, we'll take the money. Give us the picks. Uh, Connie, what do you think? A lot of excitement, obviously. Von Miller joins a front seven in L.A. Ooh. that has Aaron Donald. Is this going to be as big a deal as it seems on paper, or should there be some trepidation about what kind of impact he can make?
4: No, I want it to be. I, I'm I'm selling this. I'm all in on it. I didn't expect this one to happen at all either. I feel like it popped out of nowhere. The Rams right now, they lead the league in sacks and now they won't have to blitz as much in theory. I feel like Raheem Morris, he must be on cloud nine, their defensive coordinator, just because you have Aaron Donald, who's so disruptive. And Leonard Floyd, he's been having such a good season on the other side. Then you add in Von Miller. This team has been performing so well and the defense now. Just has so much more juice with Jalen Ramsey on the back end. And when you have the Titans coming in for Sunday night football without Derrick Henry, they're going to have to throw the ball. And you have you add Von Miller, who they're expected to play this week. I love it. I think it sets up really well for them. Plus, when you think about it and you look at their schedule kind of you, on
3: fire and I like it.
4: I, I'm out. This is it though. I mean, I have nothing <laughs> else for the rest of the show. Uh when you look at their schedule, the Rams play week 17 in LA, they could. Have home field at that point if everything goes their way and maybe never leave again the rest of the season.
7: Oh. Mm.
6: You went with the whole like staying home for six three weeks. Staying home place. narrative I in mean, play. I mean, I mean Sessler
4: like you like that, right? Staying home. I like to stay home.
6: <laughs> I, I do. It, it appeals to me. I'm I'm looking forward to an <laughs> LA Super Bowl. I don't <laughs> think it'd be a good one to come in for, but I'm I'm glad to have one here. And the Rams could be in it. Like this is why you make that move. But it, that's such a high bar. And, like, how much does Von Miller alone change the calculus? Like, you love it as a Rams fan that they're absolutely going for. It. It's a big price. I mean, a second and a third round pick. When I, when I saw that it was two second-day picks, my mind was still in, like, 2008 when they only had two days of the draft. And I was like, oh, like, fourth or fifth round picks. Like, that sounds uh, like a good deal, you know, win-win. Like, this is definitely a win for Denver. You know, what what are they – you know, doing right now, you a, might as well get those picks. Yes, is it a win? Yes, it to, might, you could get a, you can to make get eight years move. of contracts uh, for you know two rookies. You know, Von Miller's not going to be on that team next year. Instead of having nine games uh, of a guy when you absolutely know you're going to have a different coaching staff, like this is a move that I'm sure Vic Fangio didn't love, but that it shows to me that like Vic Fangio and the GM are not necessarily.
3: I mean, on the I same think pace. it's a smart move. I I think it's kind of sad whenever a a player uh, of his importance to that organization, we were there in in Santa Clara when he, took over that game and took Cam Newton's soul and won Super Bowl MVP. So it ends this way, and it ends, Mark, with, at a time, and lest we forget that this is the team of THAL, and we'll get back to the Rams in a second. Um, <laughs> uh, Bronco- that's why you got to wait till the season starts. Wes was always big on that. Yeah. Like, let's watch three games. A Broncos team that entered the season thinking they could really contend in the AFC are trading Von Miller uh, two days after Halloween, and that, and that's rough for the Broncos and their fans. They still have so much work to do to get back to where they want to be.
5: Yeah, it leaves me with lots of questions. I mean, Greg, if you if you after three games the Broncos would have been three and zero. I think That's there was actually point. a little bit I more. Guess hype I needed like on, six games. Six games yeah. would have helped. But the future of Vic Fangio, <laughs> I the just future needed sixteen games. Right, the future. I mean, it's, it's when you're selling Von Miller, you're basically saying, this season is a wash. And at this point, I think Vic Fangio's job is in, in, in hot butt
3: territory. If you, it was already there, we're gonna have to check. We're gonna check in on that next week. By the way, at the season's midpoint, where the hot butts are at, sizzle Fangio. I, <laughs>
5: Weird. it's just not fair to human beings to have to be categorized that way if you're Vic Fangio but um, I love this for less need to me because it started with the Stafford thing and like in another universe the Stafford thing could be going very poorly right now and it's like you guys blew up you know, roster A to go get this, and you've given up a lot. Instead, it's going about as perfectly as you could have ever imagined. And I kind of just trust the Rams to make this work with Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. And it's like a one-season thing because they're ultra going for it. And if you're less need, you you know, after what happened with Gurley and with Goff, where you had to answer so many questions about these players that you drafted and developed and then overpaid, it went totally south. They're all about known quantity. And other teams will simply co- copy what they do at this point because it's like, we don't care about draft picks. I'm not going to have to stand up on a podium. We've well, we got to see it they've work. Doing, so, right? well, it's a, but it is working it for, right now with Stafford. They've, they've been doing it for four or five years, though. I mean, Jalen
4: Ramsey has, has worked. worked. Five straight drafts they right, haven't picked right, in the first Right,
6: Brandon round. Cooks, right. Jalen Ramsey. Like, it's working. And that's where I push back on people being like, of course they all – are all in for this year. They even, you know, sent the little rounders tweet out about it. (laughs) Malkovich lost that hand. They're not, it's not like they're out for next year. (laughs) Right. That's, it was a great, great point. Not understanding the movie. Uh, It's not like they're out for next year or the year after. This is what everyone said in 2019, too. Oh, they're loading up for one more run. They said it going into last year. They're loading up, trading these picks for one more run. It's like, no, Stafford's going to be here. Cook's going to be here. Donald's going to be here. Woods will probably be here. Von Miller might be here because you might want to kind of amortize this deal and make it get a little better value in, 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 uh, you know, Sign them to a reasonable contract before the end of the season just so you can keep them. I think it's said that they didn't think their defense had enough juice, to your point, Colleen. Like, yeah, they've played well, but you look at the teams they've played. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, the offenses have stunk. The two decent offenses they played, the Bucks and Cardinals, did whatever they wanted against them. And I think they felt like they needed more juice. So it told me, I I think, what what they saw in
5: their defense. And that makes sense. They're going for
4: it. They've had a pretty soft schedule. So I d- right. what do you guys especially think? I and mean, they've popping.
5: also rolled everyone. So it's like, right. I, I mean, you can't kind of you're doing what you're doing. And like they look no,
6: me but especially like a defen- power. defensively, they've had a soft schedule, especially, you know, against the quarterbacks that they played. So to, when they when they got when they struggled that much against the Bucks and the Cardinals and Von Miller has played well this year. He is a
3: an above average good NFL starter that, who you would think is going right. to get some extra juice. We, here. My question, Connie, is does Von Miller get the like Matt Stafford and Sean McVay offense pop by playing it? with Aaron Donald and being able to kind of not be the focus of the defense. That's, I think, another reason why they made this trade. They thought Von Miller could be better than he has been in Denver the last couple of years.
4: And we've seen that happen in multiple places. We've seen it happen with the Steelers. We've seen it with a ton of teams, even like the even the Browns when they bring in Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, just guys – Having an extra body there, and then them being able to benefit off of that. But did you see the rumors that the Broncos traded Von Miller because his teammates in Denver wouldn't help pay for the Halloween party that he throws every year? Oh, I hope. So. <laughs> I'm just.
6: I don't. You know a fan talked Seth on it today. Seth Wickersham, do you hear that? Get to work. What is it? There's a, there's always some drama about the Halloween party. Wasn't um their Quavo was
4: there? This cor- year? their
6: former quarterback was uh, yes. was involved oh, you're right. In some drama there. Did he wind up in someone's house? He was in someone's yeah. house. I forgot about that. Noah Fant tried to shut down this Halloween party stuff saying like Va- <laughs> it was all cool with Vaughn. Everyone loves Vaughn. I really love like Vaughn Miller when I listened to him speak. He gave this long YouTube thanking everyone in, in the Denver organization. He seems like a guy who's like I don't know, like aware of how lucky he is and he wanted everyone to
3: know. And seems very beloved there. So you're it, right, Dan. You do lose something. You, you're trading a guy like that. You do. And um, it's funny, during uh, the great Rachel Benetta filled in for Matt Money Smith on the power rankings.
5: Filled at- in for the great Money. They're both great. Right. Matt yeah. Money Smith is also great. You're not suggesting that Rachel a great Benoit person has just sparked a great uh, Matt really Money Smith.
4: Like,
6: I haven't seen Mark react that quickly uh Well I just texted since, Matt since Money Smith America, a, you know he's, he's dealing with
5: corona and since Erica brought know, in but... like a
6: swag bag um from my from my podcast oh, so the <laughs> Nick and Rosenthal and I was like oh, I don't want that and Mark just swoops in and grabs it Well it was a specific
5: type stuff.
4: of it's not a
3: tiny yeah, a box everybody no, wants not. to know what's in the box that Mark wants what uh, personal male grooming uh <laughs> utility he needs um uh, I wanted to say that there there was like a a roll of um Pre game hype celebration, or you know, getting guys hyped up uh, before the week eight games. Uh, that they rolled during the power rankings, and all the players are just going nuts, like, Happy Halloween, man! Yeah, it's Halloween, baby! And it's like, <laughs> these these players love Halloween. They're still kids. I know. He's you know? like, yeah. oh, yeah, baby! And they're like, like high five and dapping, like, Halloween, baby! Well, it's
5: like there's Halloween that we all deal with, <laughs> but then suddenly like you're a millionaire, <laughs> and Halloween could take on a whole That's true. I mean, you may be in the millionaire club some degree. No, to I was
4: going s- ah! okay, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, I wish, would love to get there one day, but I, this is probably not a popular take, but... Halloween, eh, I can Ooh. take or leave it. Right. I
5: I am totally with you. Although as a parent, you're you have to feign. Ultra. Uh, I like right. to take the kids out and do all that, but it's <laughs> just
6: like another you, thing. Mark has to fake
3: his way. You to just it. have to be.
5: You, I, my deeper feelings about Halloween. and This is all sort of a farce, but it's I, there is some fun around Halloween. It. A farce, says I love Halloween. what? Well, it's it. not, not like even, a
4: house party. What's it but... attached
5: to? Like on a, on deeper level, it just it's strange. Not everything straight. has to be on a deeper level. You're right. <laughs> it does. You're right. But I had. That's why I'm not fun to be let's, with in general. So.
3: Let's get. We love you, Mark. <laughs> uh, let's get back on track. I do think the bill will come due eventually. With the Rams, just for instance, uh, the 2022 draft, they have no first-round pick, no second-round pick, one third-round pick, no fourth-round pick, one fifth-round pick, no sixth-round pick. At some point, you would think that roster is going to toll it's- and it's going to turn over and not be pretty, but that's not the point because if you win, uh, uh, if you win a title or two, you can deal with what happens after that, but you got to win.
6: And I think they think differently than the rest of the NFL. And I think it always helps when you're doing something that others aren't. Uh, it, uh, you know, they are getting value in these guys that they know. It's not like they're not getting value. And I think they know that Sean McVay, maybe more than any coach in the league, they believe, will hire a good staff around them and develop these guys that we don't know the names of. On the Rams, there's about seven or eight starters every year. Some on defense, some on offense, and you don't really know who they are. But they're out there and they're playing 50 or 60 snaps, and they're contributing. And that's where they get the value from. Like, and maybe they're looking at Les Snead and and Sean McVay and what they do in the drafts, and they're thinking, well, we just spent our second round pick on Tutu Atwell, um, who does not seem like he's going to help. He wasn't going to help the Rams this year before he got hurt. And you know, I don't know. Some of It's like the picks are a big-time gamble. They are. Va- Va- Vaughn is not. Vaughn one, Vaughn. one
5: little nugget, Josina yes. Anderson was texting with Adrian Peterson when he was being, you know, signed by the Titans. She, and he, she was just like, just do, like, how do you feel about dealing with Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller potentially, like days from now? You know, he's obviously not been playing at all. And he was just like, shit. That's a whole different story. Like-
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Adrian Peterson. Uh, <laughs> can you cut that, please, uh, for future use? All right, let's get to a trade that didn't go down, Deshaun Watson, John McClain taking the L. Love him down there. Well, he wasn't alone. He wasn't, but he was out front on it. He can withstand it, though. And there would, okay. I would say...
6: Almost every big national voice had an almost identical report to McLean.
3: After It was happening that, that Deshaun Watson would be moved, and the Dolphins obviously were at the front of the pack, and you had other teams like the Panthers that were connected, then unconnected. Well, guess what? Is unconnected a word? Disconnected? Okay. Sure. Either way. Anyway, the deadline has passed, as you just heard, and Deshaun Watson will remain on the Houston Texans. He will continue, and this has to be weird. I actually was thinking about it today. He does, because he has to, to get paid and not get fined and all that. He has to report to the facility every day, but he doesn't practice with the team. He obviously doesn't dress on Sunday. So where does he go when he's in the facility? Do you imagine he's like in the – like, the commissary on his phone? You know what this like, is like? Where does he go?
4: It's like when you break up with someone, but you are still living together. You still kind of have to tiptoe around the house. And I've never done awkward. it. No, but we I've just mentioned that, that exact
5: scenario on our Friday yes. show. I don't know why, but like, um, it is exactly like that. I it's totally listened
4: to the show. I, um,
3: <laughs> the, I'm just repeating what you no, know. No, no, no. It's just that that's, that's an apt comparison. So, Watson is going to continue to do that through the end of the season because he has not been traded. Now, He will be traded, but now everything goes, uh, well, should go quiet, you would think, in terms of the talk around him, which is good news for the Texans uh, because this is probably a very unpleasant situation for them uh, in terms of the media. I refer refer specifically to the players and Coach uh, David Culley. Now we will find out what happens next. But Watson stays right where he is. And that kind of, Colleen, always made the most sense in a lot of ways because the way Watson's legal situation is with the 23 lawsuits and the potential criminal um, prosecution in hand, he wasn't going to play this year anyway.
4: There's just so much unknown. And the awkward relationship, that just continues now. And it's better for us because hopefully everything kind of just settles down because we don't have any clarity on anything, but we still have to talk about it when he comes up in these rumors in terms of, like, the trade to the Dolphins that didn't happen. But the Texans asking price, according to Ian Rappaport, three first-round draft selections for a guy that has this many pending lawsuits against him, it's just so, so messy.
6: Mm. I mean, I think everyone involved looks so bad. Like, everyone that that went through this charade the last couple of months uh, to get to this point. Like, the Dolphins look terrible. Not just that they allowed themselves to be part of this, but that Stephen Ross, according to Ian, requested to speak with Deshaun Watson on Monday night. Or that The request wasn't granted until Monday night. Deshaun Watson, of course, looks the worst because he is – Responsible for all of this, he's facing you know twenty plus civil charges, still facing ten plus criminal charges. He denied the opportunity to David Tepper, also according to Ian, the the Panthers' owner, to speak to him. the 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 Texans didn't want to let Watson uh, speak to him. Eventually, they apparently did grant the permission, or that he decided to speak to him on Monday night, the night before the trade deadline. And by that point, the Dolphins had decided it was too late. So Tua knows that the owner who said he wasn't involved in football decisions was solely you know, deciding the football decisions and that they would have possibly traded for him if Deshaun Watson would have settled the civil cases. This is all from Ian's reporting. Uh, but Watson throughout all of this has not only pushed back on taking any responsibility whatsoever, uh, or, or deny, or like you know, apologizing, but he's still pushing through it. He wants everything to be out there. That's the man that these teams are trying to trade for. The Texans are doing everything they can to drive his price up. So it's like they they they're not cleaning this. And then the most disappointing thing for me is the, the media has done everything possible. And when I say media, I mean like the big national reporters has assisted Deshaun Watson's agent and really shown the power of an agent in the NFL, I think, in being able to at least mitigate, like, the coverage of this story. And a lot of people sure seem to be trying to help them trade this guy who's facing all of these charges over the last couple of weeks. Like, they were trying. They were saying it's happening. They're trying to, wow, you know, wow. snuff out other people to jump into the trades. And you know what? All that for nothing. Like, they were wrong. They they were helping out uh, – a man who is still pending, you know, facing all of these charges. They were trying to help him and his agent out and it didn't even work. Uh, like, Well, it's just, I don't know. It's I'm so totally with what
5: you're saying, but we're asking like cutthroat NFL executives to take the same moral or judgment stance that we do about Watson's situation. and, And frankly, like, I think that you are hedging like if you're one of these GMs that goes after him and you get him, you're playing off the fact that like essentially at some point there are myriad players throughout the league that have been involved with terrible things that a year or two later we forget about it and we continue to watch them. I'm just saying that you're and that'll happen eventually for Watson most likely, but. For I think just from a not
6: most per- likely it will unless right. he never plays from even. a football perspective though I thought this it was always insane and I don't think there is any defense whether it's moral or not I don't think you need it needed to be moral for them to get involved before any of this was settled it never made any sense because he wasn't going to play this year they were full fool- they were kidding themselves if he, if he was ever going to play this year and what you did to your football team if you're David Tepper or Tunga you know, uh, Steven Ross is let your quarterbacks know, like, you know, we're, not it's not like you helped your coaches out. you heard them,
4: right you're so. put you're putting Tua up on the podium and he has to face these questions about the rumors as well and it's like meanwhile Tua and the Dolphins offense they're just trying to get on track they're trying to do something in these games and now you have all of these distractions coming in with Deshaun Watson it's just so messy that it got to this and you point. want to be
6: right as a reporter like so many of the reports said it's happening sooner than it was sooner than later could happen any day any weekend and it was all wrong but uh, hold up but what if Steven
5: Ross uh engaged with Deshaun Watson? I'd love to know what questions were asked or what no, they talking about. No, he didn't well, in the end. He well, asked then- he asked for permission. It was granted. But had that Monday night. Then, had that happened, it had late. it gone like the way that Stephen Ross would want it to, we could be talking about a very different
3: scenario right. here.
5: Supposedly he, he also wanted them to I he just thought it was the civil cases were gonna get
3: settled. Not, and that would have done it for him too, I, apparently I think there's the power of a, an agent and, and moving things along. Also the power of a franchise quarterback in his prime I just don't know, like, I know you're, you've are you been hard on this, Greg. You're going hard on this thing with the media. I don't know, like, what is the play? If Steven Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, is requesting to meet with Deshaun Watson with the interest of making a trade, do you just not report on it? I don't, not, like, what are you not saying? Not that.
6: Exactly? When it's been presented this whole time, it's been presented in a way to, A, inspire, like, other teams to jump into the bidding. Like, you're doing the bidding for this person, and almost almost to a report it almost never brings up why you're in this situation and that he's likely not going to play this year and all of the other implications it's just from the football side and I think that's letting the agent and Deshaun Watson off easy every time you do it because it's basically trying to pull the wool over the viewer's eyes that like what are we talking about here we're talking about someone who is in this situation because he's being sued and facing charges for sexual assault and sexual misconduct like i i am amazed and I, and it's partly cuz i've heard some of these people talk behind the scenes too and it's like they're like
5: it's a it's not not everything has to be both sides like this isn't a both sides greg, situation do you want the agent to drop Deshaun watson would that appease you on this front like the agent is doing what agents do which is i don't really care what greg or anyone else That's- thinks about this side of it i'm i'm here to defend my client and, and Again, it's that's like fair. this is not the first player that has been through something that's ghastly to us or to mo- most observers, but the agent's job, he's simply doing it, whether you like him or not. I, I get it.
6: And he is maybe the most powerful or one of the most powerful agents there is. What I don't like is trading the relationships that you have developed. With the reporters over the years for this situation, but that's the, this insi- is the, the insider
5: game is so dirty that like this is not the departure point for that being a. a it is a dirty for me on some level. All right, but I, I mean, can't
6: think of one like this.
5: That's how, but that's how information is is brokered and traded between agents and insiders. So this is not this is not a new thing. It just all.
3: happens to be caught up in a very volatile situation and a criminal case, which makes it very thorny. And I can understand, Greg, your opinion on this. Um, all right, let's move. We got him. Please, Let's move. The, the deadline passed. Give it to me. Give me the Jack Bauer clock. Got Rosenthal fired up. Odell Beckhams, he's not going anywhere. But it feels like, speaking of agents and other people working behind the scenes to get what they want for their clients, it, not without some effort to get him moved away from a Cleveland Browns team where uh, he has not been able to move the needle since his arrival in the trade with the Giants a couple years back. Um, just on Tuesday, you had Odell Beckham Sr. Uh, post a 11-minute video uh, showing all the times Baker Mayfield missed uh, Odell Beckham on passing routes over the past two seasons uh, soundtracked and at first I was like did ODB Senior put this together I do not I think that like, he he's got no, commented, on there right? yeah, yeah, yeah he no did he didn't know. he posted I was like he's an R.E.M. fan that's cool I love R.E.M.
4: <laughs> that's where you went from.
3: yeah that was the first thing I thought is like do the Beckhams love my I didn't watch a video music? what song is it uh, what's everybody Hurts? So the entire the entirety of everybody hurts, Classic. like the most maudlin like pop hit of the last 30 years, playing to Baker Mayfield, air mailing throws to Odell Beckham, and then all sort all sorts <laughs> of like amazing dad hashtags, which I'll get to in a minute. And then at the same time, this is all breaking. You have LeBron James, who's the most confusing sports fan, Connie, in the world. He's like a Cowboys fan, but he's a Browns fan. He's a Yankees fan, and then he's always at Rams games. I don't even know what's going he on. He just loves.
5: Shapeshifter.
3: He he tweets that, you know, you got to make Odell great again. Get him out of Cleveland. I thought you were a Browns fan. I don't even know what's going on there. Mm. But at the end of the day, the Browns don't make the move. Should they have traded Odell Beckham Jr., Colleen Wolf?
4: Well, I don't think that they were in a position to do that with his contract. But just in general, his dad just doing the most sports dad thing ever. <laughs> I can't believe he went and got this whole thing cut up with production value of some sort to REM. He obviously had been think thinking about this it. for I a while. I think
5: he co-opted Video. it, had yeah. To, yeah. but right? someone yeah. did that. Someone went through the the efforts.
4: But it's. It's true because Odell and Baker, they just have no chemistry, and we've seen it time and time again coming off that game against the Steelers, one catch for six yards. Even Case Keenum and him had a, something that was a little bit better going in that game against the Broncos. So, listen, Dad, he's going for it, and it's just a little bit of a nuclear option here, but there was no chance that the Browns were going to move I him, feel him, I Mark. Think.
5: Well, I mean, I'd say this. like, I, it, It's kind of like – everyone's fault to me in terms of the on everybody's fault that too i i mean (laughs) since 2019 mayfield has a 69 passer rating targeting obj which is you know the lowest among any nfl duo with 100 plus attempts it's just not worked out and last year that's a crazy step i know last year it got me like annoyed because i thought it was a narrative but it just is playing out to be the case. It is num Baker's numbers are much better when Odell's not been on the field and there are, you know, there's people saying, well Baker Mayfield is, is hesitant to throw it to Odell because Odell, if you look at it, it's made his own mistakes. It's like a little bit on everyone. And we haven't heard anything from Odell Beckham. I, I mean it just tells me that it's fine to say go trade him. But they got no offers that were tangible. This front office inherited Odell Beckham from John Dorsey. And you have to look at the current Andrew Berry front office and say, if anything, they've been cunning. They don't overpay. 90% of their players have not been overpaid. And when they've made little moves here and there, they've been fortuitous. And I think that they're willing to just hang with Odell Beckham for the rest of the year. He can be cut for no dead cat money this offseason. I'd be shocked if that didn't happen. Hmm. Stefanski,
6: I read, you know, wanted him he didn't want to trade him that he thought he can He keeps saying and he's going to get him, him
4: more involved in the game. And online. blaming
6: himself for not the right. fancy for himself. And I agree with what you said. There's not a easy, like, let's blame someone. But on that play, which I know caught your eye, uh, Dan, and I hadn't watched it at the time that you texted. You know, the play a lot of people were talking about. kind of looked like Odell had a little bit of alligator That's a season-changing catch. Right. Here, I, I re yeah. that play, though, and if you on the all-22 from both camera angles, I mean – they drew up the absolute perfect play. they always say like Shanahan's offense gives the quarterbacks the answers to the to the test. Odell is open early in that play. Baker is so late he he pumped fakes. Uh, with absolutely no one, no one is near Odell Beckham for two and a half, three seconds of that play. Like, it was the absolute perfect play call. There's a lot of talk that Baker struggles to throw up the seams, whether it's his height or he's just a guy who lacks anticipation. He has to really see it open, kind of like Jay Cutler, before he lets it go. On that play, it's a it's a walk Maybe a walk-in touchdown, but it's an easy first down down to the five or so if he delivers it on time like a lot of quarterbacks was. And he, and he hesitates, he pump fakes, and he throws it late and above and behind Odell, who does jump and kind of put his arm up. When you see it from the sideline, it didn't seem like a crazy bad effort. But like when they're reviewing that play, it's not Odell that's getting the minus two on their grading system, it's faker. All right, but
3: I know this is – Odell's one of those guys There's always I, I got it. out there. That, that, that
6: one's not about Odell, but it's about what Mark said, where it's, yes. it's both of them. That's I, what yeah. I'm saying.
3: I, you know, that is – if you are a truly elite wide receiver, that's a difference-making play where you could pick up your quarterback and make the catch, or not even make the catch, Greg. Make a better effort. And I'm not saying this is what's the problem with Odell, that he's not trying. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it is not – working and there's got to be blame assigned on both sides of this. It's sure. it is uh, Odell's fault in part. It is Baker Mayfield's fault in part. And I also agree the right move was to stay in Cleveland. But, and the Browns, maybe get this worked out and save this thing. But I also think you're right, Mark. I think he's history after the year. You guys want to hear some great dad hashtags on this. Oh, Instagram? please. Yes. Some really good ones here. So as I said, it was soundtracked uh, by the 1992 REM hit. Everybody hurts. Off, Automatic for the People, just one of the greatest records of all time. Erica, she's in her 20s still. I see Christy Stableton behind the glass. I don't even know. REM, Automatic for the People. You'll thank me later. Give it a listen. Yeah, I've heard
4: it. They look thrilled and really excited. REM, yeah.
3: <laughs> and check it out on the Throwback Podcast. Here are the uh, <laughs> hashtags. I'm a father before anything, okay? Mm-hmm. Hashtag my twin, and they do look very similar. He's in inc- incredible shape for a, for a dad. Uh, hashtag three, my ace with an ace of spades. So little little uh, emoji in there. That was good. Next, my a number one. Next, and now it starts to get a little weird. Next, hashtag, I'm hurting for you. Okay. <laughs> Next one, hashtag playing hurt. Next one, hashtag I hurt for him. Next one, hashtag this really hurts. One of these are that gonna take hurt. off. So you hashtag the notebook. very hurtful. Hashtag disrespectful. Hashtag, when I hurt the hurt I know. Well, I
6: always actually check on that hashtag every night, just the when <laughs> I hurt, I hurt I know, uh, just to see who's been posting.
3: With hashtag, I love Cleveland like I love home. Hashtag, I love my son, Mo. Number seven, hashtag Seven Eleven Open. But he made the dad mistake. You put a number in there. It's not going to hashtag. So it unhashtag. No, you're, it. N- n- you're nullified. Hashtag Open. Hashtag Twenty Four Seven. Hashtag All Love. Hashtag Beckham Legendary. That's a lot of hashtags.
5: That's next to insight. I my along with that all that business. None other than our friend Dwayne Bowe weighed in. <laughs> Dwayne uh, Bowe. Dwayne Bowe, t- like you know, like riding in on his white horse, said pops. He he tweeted to OBJ pops they did me the same way Ah! (laughs) this guy had like one catch with the browns it was a like raging headache so raging bust you
3: know all right uh let's take a break and then we'll hit the rest of the news
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower
1: Offer valid on select AK systems. through June sixteen, twenty twenty four. See participating retailer for details.
3: All right, let's get to it. It went down Monday morning, so you know about it by now. But let's talk about it here. Derek Henry is on the shelf. Bummer. Uh, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that Henry uh, is undergoing foot surgery. He's expected to miss six to ten weeks. That was the initial report, and then I heard Ian. Today, saw so him on NFL Network, and they said it's more closer to eight to ten weeks, and then you could start doing the math. I don't like to do it, but it's entering week nine. Eight weeks put you to the end of the regular season. So in a best-case scenario for the Titans, Henry returns for the playoffs, and then you wonder what version of Henry returns coming off foot surgery as a running back. Anyway, Greg, a lot of talk about this being uh, the end of the road for the Titans, that they're cooked now, and you can understand that side of things. How do you see it?
6: No, I think they're going to be a playoff team. And Derrick Henry will probably be back for the playoffs, according to Ian. So, I don't think it kills him. I think their play-action passing game, especially if Julio Jones can be healthy enough, can still work. And losing Henry is massive. I kind of like the Adrian Peterson signing. I mean, he's, Really? He's run pretty well the last few years when you've given him the chance. And I'm not saying that Derrick Henry was struggling. But he also wasn't very efficient. You know, the last handful of weeks, you're running the ball 28 times for 79 yards, 29 times for 80 yards. He's playing great, but I think you can somewhat replace his rushing production. And you can find other ways to win games and get to the end of the season, and get him back. That's all.
5: I don't know about replace him. Um, it, I just mean you're you can, a little lower on him than I am. You I can he have the 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 Titan the Colts game uh, hurt too. Right. That's that's a
6: great point. I tell. think Adrian Peterson at least can give them something that they're not just going to fall apart because they're running. It's is, it's, it's is an worse. extremely
5: spicy signing. Um, in the sense that like if if it went the right way, it would be. F- all, That'd be initially nice fascinating. What do you think,
4: Connie? He doesn't have obviously Adrian Peterson doesn't have that like big play ability anymore like he had before. But I do think that he could help kind of keep them on track here. And Jeremy McNichols, come on! How about we give him some love? This uh, team, uh, they're gonna depressing. throw the ball a lot more. But that's why if it if. Julio Jones could mm. stay healthy. That's going to look like an amazing move that they did in the offseason to kind of help out with the uh, with the whole offense. They're
6: at the Rams this week, and there there's some tough games sprinkled in Saints right after that at at New England's in there at Pittsburgh. So it's not all easy, but. You have two games against the Texans. You have the Dolphins and you have the Jaguars. You should so there's, be able to get. There's to them. four games. Like and then
5: if you just win one or two of the other games, like that. That's a well. Payout. And by the way, you can count on the rest of your division fumbling and bumbling to nowhere'sville. Right. That's yeah, true.
3: It, they're in a good division. So they yes, this could end up in a place. Where Graver is okay because you're in the playoffs and you get your guy back. He didn't come to work today because. You know, of, I don't because think he it. was able to come in. I, he's
5: he's distraught. emotionally, it was too, it was too much of too big of a mountain to get over. Ricky Should said we that call him? It,
3: Tuesday is his off day, but I don't totally buy it. I think Graver showed a little bit of unpro- like a lack of professionalism. I'll put it. I'll go out. It's out we'll there. Oh. Far. Um, and Erica, not jumping in because she doesn't. It's like, like it's like we get it. Graver. You
6: it's you awesome. host the Titans podcast, but. It, this is just like you don't even know
3: Derrick Henry personally and the team can still win like you just have well, well, I think overcome. they will I think it's going to the, the old adage I don't know if it's an old adage but as long as you have your quarterback still I think the offense and they have a very good quarterback in Ryan Tannehill even without Henry I think they're going to be Okay, they're just not as good anymore. And I will say this is not the best development to now have to put more on the idea of Julio Jones being a big part of this team because that signing is not, or that trade has not worked out for them no. so far. He's always hurt. He's uh, late, he's had a hamstring injury that will not go away. So if they get Julio Jones back, if he stays healthy, if A.J. Brown could stay healthy, if Ryan Tannehill stays healthy, a lot of ifs. I think they're okay, but not a good situation. Uh, in other news this is brutal this is really terrible news at a las vegas uh tuesday morning here on the west coast uh henry Ruggs, the 2020 first round pick of the raiders who's having a really good season this year uh, is facing a driving under the influence of charge after a fiery vehicle crash uh, early tuesday in las vegas left one woman dead uh, Ruggs and his female passenger were injured, uh, Las Vegas police said, and Ruggs, who's 22 showed signs of impairment at the scene. And the police said in a statement that he will be charged with felony DUI resulting in death. And, uh, Mark, we, obviously your thoughts are with the victims here, um, who were involved with the accident, a fiery crash in Las Vegas and, uh, just a terrible story all the way around that's unfolding as we do this podcast. Uh, but Henry Ruggs is in a lot of trouble right
5: now. Yeah. It happened at uh, reported time, three forty in the morning. Um, it, you know, so you can only wonder what, what the, the lead up to that was, uh, totally tragic. Um, you know, it changes everyone for the people that have been lost, but if you're Henry Ruggs, you're still a human being too. And like you spend this, the rest of your life thinking about this, um, I had a friend growing up where something similar happened when they were a teen. And like, you know, that person who's left behind where other people were, were removed, Um, you, you're going to, your life will be changed forever. And it's, it, you know, there's the on field side of it too, but it really has nothing to do with this at this point.
4: You don't wish this upon anybody. No. This is, this is awful and unfortunate. And, just so terrible and gut-wrenching for everyone all around. And then just looking at the Nevada laws with Henry Ruggs there, I mean, he's facing between two and 20 years in prison for this. So just the mental component of knowing this um, moving forward and just like a, just a terrible dumb mistake that could have been avoided if this was in fact a DUI.
3: In other news, um, as we pivot back to football on the field, the Vikings will be without Daniil Hunter for the rest of the season. Vikings coach Mike Zimmer confirmed that Hunter suffered a torn pec in week eight against the Cowboys. He'll miss the remainder of the season, and that is a tough blow for the Vikings, Greg, because Hunter was a big-time contributor for their defense. Um, He was averaging a sack a game. He missed all of last year with a disc issue. Uh, and now he will miss the rest of this year. So injury issues, killing Hunter, and it's going to really hurt this Vikings. I think seven. he's the most valuable player on that
6: defense. In Parland. parlance, he might be the Jenga piece. And the two guys you could maybe least afford to lose would be him and Patrick Peterson, who's out at least for now and for a few more weeks with an injury. And, yeah, that makes uh, our guy Kirk Cousins' life a lot tougher. It's just hard to see them being like a, a really good defense. And they've been pretty good, I would say, on balance, uh, but without Hunter, I can't claim Our that. guy Kirk Cousins feels a little <laughs> <and> strong.
4: <laughs> it's such a
6: bummer. I, mean, why, I don't
3: even know why. He's, he's definitely not my guy. I don't Well, even you're know. the one slithering it. You're I was oiled just, up and slithering into his plexiglass cube. Oiled yeah, I was, well, that's I was, just, right. That I was like saying
6: yeah, he was playing pretty well this year. And then the the thing happened that we were worried about. That it's like you get into primetime and then it didn't, didn't happen. Why, this is a killer. This is a killer for the Vikings.
4: Why, again, do you have to get all oiled up and to get and into take the off fuse. your clothes? Well, to, to fit in. in? Well, into? Well, Wasn't that part of it?
3: Dude, he has to be completely. Right. right. Dan yeah. said I'm that. Just- Right again, well, was I
5: wrong? a window into Dan's <laughs> mind. You know, no, it's just it's practical. It's I was right was there it? with you. I think it's from a from a physical. You want to make this right. work. This is how you. If There's you need to get Greg space. in there, you oil him up. He's got no. He's got nothing on. He's very
3: smooth. It's very <laughs> smooth, like a seal, because he has like these, these uh, products so from his other podcast, <laughs> the the grooming products. So you right. groom them down. They're very effective. You lather him up and you slide him right into the cube. Put a mask on though, bro. Do you
4: have a name for the cube? Other than the cube? Maybe well, I'm sure we he and with. he and Kirk have their own
5: little names. Box. You guys can leximons. live out your
6: little Kirk Cousins
3: you know bubble fantasy. I'm
4: glad this is, came up today.
3: Own. It's a it's Greg Rosenthal bubble fantasy. Right. It at least is
5: half Greg <laughs> fantasy. Uh
3: all right. Yeah, let's actually. do a little before we get to Monday night. <laughs> actually, let's do a little breaking news, oh, shall we? Oh, oh, oh what is it? Oh, oh, oh. It better be. It's innocent. like ju-
6: it's like just on the borderline. Deshaun Jackson has been released oh. from the Los Angeles oh. race. You
3: know what that means. They couldn't find a trade. They were like, we will give you a maybe 7th round pick a conditional 7th round pick if he, if he has one catch beyond 12 yards, and the other teams were like, nah, we're good. I can't yeah. believe he was
4: asking for a trade. What are you doing? I you just, you came back home. He's from L.A. The Rams are a good team, and he's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm Deshaun Jackson. I won out. It's not
3: 2014 2000- <laughs> right now. So. You hear the Eagles fan coming out. I don't that understand. ungrateful monster. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how it all transpired. <laughs> You're right, though. I mean, right? Or, or
6: they told him they were going to cut him. And mm. out of respect to him, then said, we'll try to trade you first. I don't really know. But it's pretty telling that they cut him, even though they just put 2-2 Atwell on IR for the rest of the year. Atwell was really struggling, but they basically drafted a backup for Deshaun Watson, a 158-yard like guy who goes down the field and can return, uh, who is now out for the season. And, and yet, they're still cutting Deshaun.
3: Death. If I were a team... It could be a personality uh, issue, if right? That, that, sound that way a little. That
6: bit. sounds like he he probably wasn't thrilled D-jacks, with getting you, four snaps a game. Could,
3: you could go back in the archives and find some uh, D Jack stuff that is not. So he could have gotten a ring nice. though,
6: you know? Who knows? Um, moment.
3: I would say this, and I don't know if he's interested in it, but like if you're a contender that's not happy with your punt return game, for instance, I mean maybe he's a guy that you investigate, but you don't really hang it. You're if you're looking to open up your offense at this point, I, I, he's just not the same guy. He
6: feels like a patriot if they didn't already have Pro Bowl returner Gunnar
3: Olszewski. Gunnar Olszewski. All right, let's hit Afternoon Delight. All right, you know, there's a certain element of football Twitter that just obsesses over Philip Rivers' So Greg, go ahead, have your fun. Not only would he quote listen to the Saints, uh, listen to a team. It's the Saints. Greg's other hardcore crush. Go ahead, Greg. That
6: would be great. He could replace and then ultimately, um, <laughs> you know, maybe do what Drew Brees couldn't in the last year. that would be in the last ten years. Greg is so
5: football polyamorous that it's um, <laughs> it's am starting to concern me.
6: What is it? Why
3: is Philip Riff, there's this I like, guess they don't like want him like, though. It doesn't sound like they're the football consensi. That's like. Oh, Philip Rivers. Well, it would be a fun story.
6: I, I did a, a search I did a watch. Philip
5: Rivers search on Twitter just to like figure out what was going on here and it was like, oh this person and this person, it's like the if you're I think there's a certain group of football, you know, plugged in people that just adore Philip Rivers, it's like weren't you know, how about your high school team you're coaching, I guess wow. that season wrapped up. It's over it's now, something.
4: yeah. He's yeah. got nothing else going on. I don't know. He's got I, I enjoy
5: to him on. to some degree. you telling I, me I don't he don't wouldn't get. be better
6: than Trevor Simeon? Taysom I. Hill's got to ruin another
5: uh, I, 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 I Honestly, I, I do think Peyton, though, sounds very dug in on keeping the, the yeah, quarterback. I don't think
3: they're interested, which doesn't surprise me. Speaking of people that nobody wants, Cam Newton cannot get a job. There's been multiple options that have opened up here. Still out there. Anyway. Including the Panthers. Melvin Ingram is heading to the Chiefs. And I saw segments of football Twitter excited about this, Connie. Oh, yeah. also a lot of people are excited about Melvin Ingram to the Steelers, and that didn't quite work out either.
4: It didn't, and his time was reduced playing behind TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. So he goes to the Chiefs, which we know that they could use some help on the defense. They're allowing 391 yards per game, 29th in the NFL. Maybe he couldn't make some pop there.
3: All right. Also, we have Charles Omen Ehu. Menehue? Say it Manahou. again. Manahou. Manahou. To the 49ers.
6: And let's see. What else we got? We got Mark. When I asked Seth Payne for a, a potential breakout player on the Texans this year, that was the name he gave me back in July. So, so, yeah. I so trust naturally the they ship him out of Houston. broke the the out of Houston.
3: Friend. That's what he was able to do. <laughs> so good for him. And uh, the doctor's in the house. Dan Brown, the tight end, traded to the Chiefs. Coming back to gangrene. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. MD. Doctor. Uh, and actually, that's a nice sign. That's a five-year starter for the Chiefs in the past. Sat out last year helping people during the COVID pandemic. And now uh, a guard added to the Jets mix. The Jets always need to find uh, more offensive linemen. That's the trade deadline.
4: Poor Allen Robinson.
3: He's oh, yeah. still Ooh, right. stuck in Forget about Free Chicago. Odell, who hasn't made a play in five years. Free Allen Robinson.
4: <laughs> he needs it. He's so underappreciated.
3: He's like, I'm still
5: working on chemistry with quarterback X. Bortles,
4: Trubisky, <laughs> Foles, Henny. They like removed
3: him from the offense, too. It's like, all right, yeah. Let's do. Let's let's wrap up week eight. Monday Night Football.
1: Daniel Jones with Devontae Booker on fourth down. They had a touchdown. Richie's run a twist. Jones is hit. Down he goes. Down he goes, and now he flips it off
7: to a lineman.
3: Who goes down that won't Chiefs work. will
7: get a hold here. Frank Clark well, and Chris Jones on back-to-back sacks to win the game.
3: It's good they won. Chiefs had fun. Ooh. But there are still major problems here. Did you watch that game? <laughs> Mitch Holtis with a call. Yes. The Chiefs defense showed up and was able to keep the Giants from putting up much of anything, just a touchdown in the second half. And, and then they got the field goal they needed to win it. So it's a 2017 win for the Chiefs. But you know, Mark, still well, not right. You watch the Chiefs, and they're still not right. Not only did they have your now obligatory horrendous red zone from uh, turnover and interception from Mahomes. There are a couple other turnovers that got wiped away, whether it was a penalty that took it off the board or a fumble that the offensive lineman luckily fell on. That continues to be a thing. And even worse, the offense still is really jagged and Patrick Mahomes is having trouble uh, getting on target with the receivers. There's still so much wrong with the chiefs. I don't feel any better about them despite the win. Everything's not
5: beautiful right now. Those were the words from Andy Reid. I after thought that was game. you. Well, I mean, I, I kind of loved the quote because I was like, "That's how I feel watching this team." I think that the that's how you know, I like, feel about life. Oh, life all sorts of yeah. things, but this just kind of fit in there. But like the gallant and glorious Chiefs that we um, are still like—they're not; they don't exist right now. And I think it's a pretty fascinating study in, like, all of us collectively watching football and watching this team that we could have just ticketed for the Super Bowl, that our eyes have taken a long time to adjust, and, you know, this is up Greg's alley, but, like, they're getting killed against the spread because they're being... Uh, the spread's
3: too big on the Chiefs. They don't deserve these these people riches. Don't ex- people don't, don't want to. People don't want to accept that this is a potential long term issue. Everyone is on the same page. Like no, no, no. They're gonna get right. They're gonna get right. They're gonna and they never. Vegas, get right, is, Greg. Vegas is loving it. I mean, yeah. they're yeah. they're building new wings to the the Mirage on the Chiefs. Let me tee you up like this, Greg. We now live in a world where Tyreek Hill could be targeted 18 times on Monday Night Football, turn those 18 targets into 12, catch, 12 catches, and not finish with 100 yards receiving. Oof. I keep hearing people say, like, if, if Mahomes and the Chiefs would just be
6: patient, stop trying to force—I was like, what is this? They threw it 48 times for 270 more yards. Like, patience isn't the problem. Patience is, is the problem. There's no big plays. Like, yes, okay, it's great when you go up and down the field slowly and you're taking the safe plays, but they're averaging five yards per play or less in three of their last four games. So that's not just the turnover. That's like bottom of the league numbers in terms of yards per play. So there's no big plays. There's no running game. So just piling up a bunch of first downs on the way to like 360 yards against the Giants isn't going to do it. Like they're not getting there on the scoreboard. That that part matters.
4: We all lost this game. Like we Mm. all, there were no winners. Watching this game, it just feels like the Chiefs are a shell of themselves. All of those penalties—how many? Twelve for one hundred and three. It's just so. I find it interesting
6: though to watch the Chiefs struggling this much. Really? To me, it makes good TV because it's so surprising. You're like, like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, have Travis
4: Kelsey with the fumble? I'm like, what? How is that possible? And he was on the sideline for a while and then came in. It's just. I, I, and I, they won yes it didn't feel like <laughs> right, but no, Reid right? said no, that no.
6: afterwards I think Michael Irvin came on the Manning cast and I thought what he said about
4: he was hilarious by the way he, he was
6: great but just you know you've been the champs you've been up there for so long and mentally that when you you, you work on something all week we can't do these turnovers we, we know how defenses are going to play us every week it's the same exact Chiefs game and they can't get out of it and they keep just making the mistake and he says it'll just drive you crazy and there's there's like there's no like easy solution to where they are mentally. And he thinks like Mahomes and Reed and all of it. You can hear it with that comment that Andy Reed is usually not the coach you hear imagine saying it, things like that.
5: Imagine if I, it, we knew in August that this would be a Patrick Mahomes stat coming out of a real game. 15 for 15 for 120 yards on passes behind the line, line of scrimmage. That is the most by a quarterback in a game since 2016. Right, and one for 11
6: outside the numbers. Like, they can't get more patient. They're retreating. They're, like, backing up. So, I don't know. They have to figure out a way to get big plays because that's – that's like what the Chiefs are. I don't, 19 I don't know how that works. This then. is
5: not this is like a, he's trying you know, all these quarterbacks that are pressing because they're young. It's like he, they're trying to make big plays and it's not working in the, the Giants I thought did a nice job on defense to kind of just like rush three guys a bunch of times and just cloud the secondary and right. there was nobody no pa- open. It was
6: crazy because there was no pass rush. It just makes it's you not... it just you're not used to Okay, the Giants have zero pass rush and yet they're stopping the Chiefs. So now
3: now if you're trying to rationalize how do the Chiefs fix this? You think, okay, they're four and four. The rest of the AFC West has kind of calmed down a little bit here. The Chargers have come back to the pack. The Broncos are ready for a rebuild of some kind. Uh, the Raiders are the Raiders. You don't know what to expect from them, but they're not going to you know win 14 games. So it's like it's still there for the Chiefs to get things under control and get a home game and win a division, but then you look at their road ahead and you got the Packers up next, and then beyond that, the toughest schedule in the NFL from this point forward. And you just wonder if this is going to end in a way that nobody could have predicted, which is a a relatively healthy Chiefs team just bottoming out and not making the playoffs. And I wonder, I guess this is the last part of my um, brain that's like, I refuse to accept that the Chiefs are this vulnerable is that they will rise to the competition and we'll see a great shootout with the Packers, Connie. Mm -mm. But at the same time, there's too much evidence right now that they're going to continue to scuffle on offense.
4: Uh, Well, especially against the the Packers, who have won seven straight games. They've just been on a tear and... The Chiefs, they just can't, it seems when I watch them, they just can't adapt to their new reality, which is Mm. what we have seen all season long. And Mahomes, he keeps pressing. He keeps trying to take those deep shots, and they're just not working. It worked a little bit when they were running the ball, the offense did, a tiny bit. And we saw Derek Gore score his first touchdown. But Andy Reid, having watched him so long in Philly and so many times just screaming at him to run the ball more, (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. That's sort of the answer. That is
6: sort of the answer, or to run the ball better. And, you
4: know. and the Packers are absolutely going to target Daniel Sorensen. I mean, that was he was Waldo out there and he's been Waldo and they gave up Sorensen gave up a perfect passer rating to Daniel Jones. So even Evan Ingram got a, a touchdown on him. It's not pretty what we're seeing.
5: If it you want like to the-
6: make a case for them, their defense has played well for six quarters. Their defense won them that game.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, against the Giants offense, which again is missing like 42. People Tony got head.
6: hurt during the game. Shepard got hurt during the game. And uh, who else? Dante was it? Pettis. Pettis got
3: hurt during the game. It's crazy how this is every week. Yeah, you wonder Sorry. like what the what did the Giants do? What the, what did they do to deserve this injury luck? You enter that game without Barkley, without Galladay, you lose Shepard, you lose lose Pettis, Tony is compromised with a thumb injury, and Daniel Jones. We talked about it on the TV show, uh, Greg. We both kind of like Daniel Jones, but so you can't really put it at his feet because Mark, who is he throwing to at the game on the line in that spot? It, it's like Evan Ingr- Ingram and pray for uh, I don't know a thunderstorm to take everyone off. The- John Ross, maybe. right? Uh- <laughs> A big C, as you'd
5: say. Uh, like,
3: Darius Slayton was um,
5: trade dangled in trade rumors as well. I mean, but I think if anything, if you're the Giants, like, you come out of this season, let's just say it plays out and there's sort of, you know, milk toast from here to the end, uh, with with a different opinion of Daniel Jones that I went into the mm. season with. And that, that maybe is your positive. One little Giants nugget, like, I know that they um, – Joe Judge looked terrible, like, burning those timeouts. The headsets. Uh, right. He basically came well, out. And like that. he had. Let's oh, yes. That. Like, let's – it's very spicy.
1: Every single stadium this year, home and away, I've had issues personally. Is that is Look, I, I don't know. <laughs> look, I, I don't want to make this all about headsets. We have things. I'd say this. Whoever's in charge of it, whoever the guys who, – look, Jordan, I don't know the exact answer. I don't know if that comes more through the league or us exactly, but they better fix it fast.
4: Yeah. That was like us before the show.
5: Yeah. Right. No show had that persisted in that there was no show for At the Giants. I
6: mean, down. that sounded like passing the buck. I have a very stern warning. <laughs> you know, the NFL put out this statement where they even did product placement in the statement that it, it could not be the fault of the Bose headphones. No, <laughs> they no, said no. Bose. That was an official statement for the NFL.
3: <laughs> With a, like a restricted circle around Bose and all caps in the statement. I,
5: I, I love
6: when he says
3: like it could be,
5: it could be the NFL, it could be our people. Like if it is. Like you're, you're potentially taking like eight giants employees and just whipping them under an 18-wheeler. Like- Joe,
6: Joe Judge, uh, I don't think will be there next year if this continues. Daniel Jones felt like he was collapsing a little under the weight of everything. That was that was one of his worst two games. He's had two where he's not really played well. This one in the Cowboys. Joe Judge has been outscored in the. I couldn't believe this stat. I had no idea, but they just put it up on the graphics last night. The Giants have been outscored forty-two to nothing in the final two minutes of the uh, of the final two minutes of the first half in games this year. Whoa! What? Whoa! That, like that is coaching. Like that is the. That is coaching. Like, if I think about Bill Belichick, for instance, what advantage does he give you? He gives you the advantage in the final two minutes of the first half and the second half. That is coaching. They lost this game partially because of penalties and taunting and stuff, mm-hmm. and that's like all Joe Judge talks about.
3: So, like
4: Elijah Penny, what are you what giving are you us doing here, at Joe Judge? That taunting. But that's co- oh. man, I couldn't.
3: Right. Read Don't that you remember stuff. when he dove um, at training camp on the ball in the rain? Sure. And all the players mobbed him. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool.
5: You did, you were not a fan of that when it occurred, though. No,
3: obviously. I'm just. I think yeah. he's. Cu- I think Joe Judge is cooked. I think the Giants are heading towards a reboot, and uh, Cook and obviously Gettleman make the most sense. I
5: do wonder, like, when they interview Joe Judge, who wasn't a coordinator calling plays. He's not that guy. It's like mm-hmm. why? Like these interviews are like 14 hours long. Do you? I would put them through like a grilled like a I'd have a greg run it like an insane end of half test where we need to see joe judge clock management joe judge um thriving in that scenario you don't want to find out in don't week 1 we that he can't do it should find a
3: way to test greg rosenthal's clock management when he's not sitting in a podcast studio 12 hours after the game
4: i would lo- i love with it, like I it at the With 82 time
3: 82 I do it people on a headset you. A, at you we need I'd a real time yeah. simulation <laughs> we need like one of those like virtual reality things and then you put them inside like when they're like flight training mm-hmm. or whatever And just give him the game experience of the sidelines. I don't want to be the
6: coach. I want to be the guy up in the booth that's just saying, "Take the timeout now."
3: You know that guy. Right, but I just—I'm not saying you couldn't do it. But I'd like to see it. I'd like to see how it how it plays out. That's all. Joe Judge
6: has a shot here. They have nine games left. Like I think they've been better than their record shows. I keep saying that. Like this is where the end of the season does matter for these teams. Like if they finish seven and ten, if the they'll probably the Maras will convince themselves to keep them so it's like to him those nine
5: games matter if they does, go five and four in their final nine it's like they'll probably keep does them. judge get i mean, been outside of the time management sins like he also hasn't had all those players on the field same right. as daniel
4: jones That's right. um joe judge and rick bassaccia this week yes who is uh grew up a giants fan
6: Oh, spe- both oh. special teams coach. Mm-hmm. I thought Chris Tabor for the, the Bears had a little juice, added a little juice
3: without Nagy. All the special teams coaches. Uh, fun fact, 30%, 37% of Giants fans, their last name is Basaccia. Um, and <laughs> how about clock a uh, clock management simulation chamber? We get Rosenthal in there and just see what happens.
5: I think it'd He'll be. Up. It I hope be it's not great like, for social.
6: You're right. It's different when you're in the arena. When we, when you, like, it was easy to answer those Win Wes's toaster questions, and then suddenly uh, <laughs> you
5: got into the competition, and uh, you I shouldn't <laughs>
4: remember. You're just I, stuffing him in a closet. West, who famously acknowledged,
5: bring? like, like myself, had like these time management things that you bring up. Like, that was one blind spot for West that he would say he had no idea what's happening at the end of these hats, and I agree with him.
3: And one more thing uh, before we take a break here and hit Thursday night football. In the chamber, in the clock management simulation chamber, CMSC, mm-hmm. you need to be stripped down and, and lubed up. Stop it. To get in. You get, you slip yeah, your you're at home
5: in. with that, Greg. Weird
4: fantasy. We'll
3: be I mean, right back.
0: He's... Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I take it as a compliment. <laughs> it's like, these guys really want it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
1: for on Select AK system sets through June 16 2024 see participating retailer for details
3: All right Priyanka take it away
7: I, know you got I know you got
4: wait
3: wait wait you're on waves
4: such a great singer
5: The song is delightful <laughs> the only problem with this song... No, I hate that they removed, moved off this. This was my favorite. Then they it's all these other clunks. This was things. before... It's unfortunate.
6: Colleen never got to work on a broadcast know, that a was kicked off by Priyanka. I
5: know.
3: Can you just play it one more time, Ricky? The only thing... Because I've listened to the song in full recently. Uh, <laughs> when we did the live shows in London, I put together, and you can find it on Spotify, a uh, like Best of ATM playlist, and I dug out this one, Your City, or whatever it's called. Will I am's Fingerprints... Like 2010 era, Will I Am are all over this. Oh my gosh, it is. You're right, he's on this. So it's like all you hear is like, come, 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 come on, and all this like <laughs> black eyed bees. This was ca, it, ca, ca, the song ca, come was come nominated
6: for a, a world music award, absolutely wow. best song.
5: <laughs> <laughs> not a surprise,
3: <laughs> ca, 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 come
6: I'm on. I'm not gonna be able
4: to get that out of my head now. And
5: they'd have like, if it was the Giants per se, like it was like Daniel Jones's face like shimmering along the Empire State Building.
1: Plus,
6: right. you know, like, I, the the, I love the lyrics, too, because you can really dive into them. Everybody's welcome here. Everybody, welcome to my city. We ain't got no worries here. I know on. you're going to like it in my city. Let's get it back. It's also
5: not true of any city. <laughs>
3: no, come so out, come on. You got a friend in me. You ain't going to want to leave. All right. Thursday, <laughs> November 4th, 2021. Week 9 commences with the New York Jets, fresh off that uh, really fun A victory over the Bengals, where Mike White threw for 400 yards in his first career start. Ah, so much fun. Now they go to Indianapolis to face the Colts. So it's the Jets at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Colts are favored by 10.5 points, which seems a little bit high. I'm going to say it. Um, Connie, you will be in Indianapolis, where I understand it's going to be in the 20s, and the set will be outside. That's just rumors that I heard from a source. 20s? The source being Andrew Siciliano. Um you Wait, have seriously? To be- I, yeah, be sounds- tw-
4: I did not know that. I heard that. I thought it. Was Why would you be, cold, be outside? It's so highly nice unpleasant. The pregame show is outside. And, no, I get
3: it, but I mean. Um, so, anyway, I would say just from a broadcast standpoint, <laughs> Connie. <laughs> just. <laughs> On NFL they Network. They do the combine from the inside. Good luck to you, stadium. I would it's say. It's fine. You know? uh, I
4: think we have to be outside in Minneapolis, too.
3: Oh, brutal. Anyway. Right, it's fine. I'm not the complaining. Jets, I'm the not Jets, complaining. Not a lot of juice, obviously. Still two and five. But at least you have this Mike White follow-up game and the Colts in a virtual must-win situation.
4: I love Mike White. I don't know how you feel about him, but coming into this game when I was watching the games on Sunday and watching Carson Wentz give the game away and lose... I had Mike White and he was he's kind of like my knight in shining armor riding into this Thursday <laughs> oh. night game because I we need something like him because the Jets before I'm not going to lie it wasn't that exciting.
3: I don't take offense to that.
4: But I loved how poised he was. I loved how confident he was throwing for over 400 yards and those three touchdowns against the Bengals who everybody was so excited about. Someone so excited about that defense specifically in Cincinnati and having never played a snap before in his first career start. Love it. But, um, you know, i I'll
3: tell you this because we saw Robert Siles say after the game on Sunday, uh, that anything's possible. Anything's possible. If, if Mike white, and this is all jets fans are just getting sucked in because you know, something very bad is going to happen on Thursday. (laughs) Mike white is injured on the first possession or Mike white throws five interceptions. It's coming. And I'm telling you football gods. You can't surprise me. Because I know something bad's coming, so you can't hurt me. I just know that I know football gods. Anyway,
4: how you doing? Are
5: you all right? If you I mean when you openly right. verbally <laughs> challenge the football gods, they'll find yeah, a way to right. surprise Plus you. Plus, you did say something. ten
6: felt like a lot. It does feel like. Well, a lot. what I'm yeah, saying yeah, is, it feels if, like they're begging you to take the Jets, which is
3: uh, a concern. If the football gods somehow overlook this game and they're like, "Oh, I thought the Jets were playing on Sunday. Ah, oh, we wanted to bang them," um, and Mike White plays really well again, Zach Wilson's not playing. Week 10. Mm -mm. He is not. They are going to say, take another week on that knee. And Robert Sala is going to straight up be like, I want to see if I could ride something here with this kid. We're a long way away from that, Mark. Uh, But the fact that that's even a subplot that you get to watch and enjoy, I'm I'm happy about.
5: He kind of reminds me of like Kelly Holcomb when he came out of nowhere and just started throwing like 400 yards like like every third game. And, like, well, but a lot of this, like, the Jets, if you go watch Holcomb Holcomb took him to the playoffs. Holcomb was, like, a thing that unseated Tim Couch. And I'm just saying these things happen. And I kind of like Sala's open-mindedness to, like, let's ride this thing out. Like, don't bury a hot hand. And Zach Wilson maybe could use a little rest. But a lot of it came last week. I mean, he threw the ball 45 times. Yards after the catch was like 60% of the yardage. I thought they got a, they got Michael Carter on the ground to get going. Finally, it looked like a functional offense, and I thought that Mike White also. The thing I liked about him, like I, I think I tweeted like after an early, he started you know a nine for or 11 for 11. Mike White is a god. Like one second later, he threw a killer interception. I just wrote Mike White is not a god, but I should have <laughs> done another tweet on top of that tweet at some point saying Mike White might be a god because the way sure. he came back Leave it open, from all that. That nonsense mm-hmm. was very resilient and I it, like I, that this you guys are going to hate that I keep mentioning this but I think that there was a fair amount of comfort on Michael floors part to not have to be down on the sideline coaching Zach Wilson person to person he was up in the booth seeing the whole thing and Mike White basically said I don't need the coach down the sideline. I'm ready to roll. So there's something about, about this about, uh,
3: camp happiness in Connecticut. No, that's what I thought you were leading into. So that no, <laughs> I could welcome. That's good football. But analysis. yeah,
5: there's. I I just think that you know he's married too. He has I, th- I believe twins or it's a child of some sort. Very nice that's man. That's Great. Well, yeah. I don't think it's a slight dive. to Zach
6: Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Yet yeah, you did do a lot of investigating. Into uh, I did. White's there was lots to investigate. I can tell you that. What's going on. Um, I don't think it's a slight to Zach Wilson to say that Mike White showed a clear. Uh, bigger command of the offense.
7: Mm. New York City, like,
6: like the ball's coming out of his hands. He knew where to go with it. They're calling all these Shanahan type plays. And it's just like he, I think at this point, he's been in the league for four years, not all with, you know, Mike LaFleur, but he, he was a draft pick in 2018, that he was ready for the opportunity and that he just was, Understands the offense more than a rookie did, and it just made made me feel better about what the Jets are trying to do on offense. Because as Mike Mark said, it just looked like an NFL offense again. Mm-hmm. That Joe good.
4: Flacco trade kind of looks weird now.
3: Yeah, Flacco. It's <laughs> so, gotta so be annoyed. super. super um, peep. Yeah, so my guard's up. Whether that was a uh, you know once. In a, in a lifetime thing with your backup quarterback in his first start. And I'll, I'll be accepting if that's what it is. And I'll just be happy that it ever happened. Uh, but maybe it turns into like the NFL version of insanity, and he gets hot and it'll be interesting to see on the Colts side. Yeah, like they've had crushing losses before this season uh, and they've bounced back. Uh, you may recall the loss to the Ravens on Monday night a few weeks back that they let that game get away. They followed that up with wins over the Texas Texans and Niners, and now they have another crushing loss to the Titans. But, however, we just, as we know, Derrick Henry's not in the picture anymore. You got the Jets this week in your building. Go get a W there. You got the Jaguars next week, one of the worst teams in football, in your building. Get a W right there. Then you're 5-5. Five and five, And then you could check out, and the schedule tightens up then because you got bills and bucks. But let's see where they are in two weeks, this division, with Tennessee two weeks without Derrick Henry and the Colts hopefully taking care of two uh, of the worst teams in the league. Maybe the AFC South isn't done yet.
5: It, it may not be done. But I, it is fool's gold to me on some level that the Colts have lost eight straight games. This is not the fool's gold part. They've lost eight straight games to teams above 500. I mean, they are a solid team that beats bad teams. But, like, we're talking about projecting them into late December. Uh, not sure I need it.
6: Well, I'm not projecting. What, what is the, the former Bowl, Eagles, you know, what were Carson you thinking Wentz, watching Wentz?
4: Two picks in the last eight minutes of that game. You loved it. Not great. You not great it, for though. him he's yeah of
6: course it's funny because I think he's been better than people realized this year for the most part uh, but then he went like full wins and weirdly yeah. the reaction in Indianapolis was like blaming Frank Reich after the game I'm like no Frank Reich's the only reason you guys got a chance I, I Frank Reich did it to himself like he came in and he's I love Frank Reich I think he's one of the best play callers same and he also has this like like, when he blames everything on himself, it's not the Belichick move where he just, like, says that. Frank Reich seems torn up inside. Like, he was putting it all on himself. And they sort of bought that. Like, I shouldn't have called that tight end screen in the end zone where Wentz ended up throwing the pick six. It's like, yeah, but every other quarterback would have just thrown it at the running back's feet right away. Like, so don't put it all on you, Frank Reich. It re- it's the guy you
3: brought talking in. talking about the hideous pick six? Right, yeah. yeah it was, like he all put, right. I am not defending Carson Wentz's throw It was a play. tricky play, but it he could have really thrown it at the up. feet. So all. his body was going – I watched it a few times yesterday. His <laughs> body was going away from – the The running back went the other direction. Mm-hmm. And then he did have a tight end, uh, I think. Alistair, it was Ali Cox. It Ali was a Cox tight end was, screen. Yeah. He, was, he was in flat, but there was either an, an offensive lineman in front of blocking his vision there. So he couldn't do it without hitting his lineman, which I guess would have been grounding. So he just – I guess it was a panic, but it, there wasn't, like, a clear, like, oh, it was so easy, you should have done this. It was a tricky, That's fair. messed switched up play. He
4: hands and now, threw from his left.
3: Now, there's one other thing that I took out of the game, Connie, and I'm sure this happened in Philadelphia as things got grisly near the end there. Mm-hmm. Check out the body language of the other Colts players on that pick six and then also on the interception, which, by the way, Jonathan Taylor is wide open over the middle, um, where it's just like, come on, man. We're trying to win a ball game here. We're trying to stay in this division. That,
6: in hindsight, with Henry getting hurt, play. imagine if
3: they won that game. Again,
6: the game, they, they had multiple drives in overtime. Yep. They could have could won. Have changed it. everything. Just one quick thing for the Jets' defense was they were different with Jared Davis and especially C.J. Mosley back, and they're going to be trying to stop a very good Colts running back in, in Taylor. My,
5: my favorite thing about that Wentz play, and people are acting like it was it had to be a safety or an interception. Well, no, it didn't. But. Um, When he's ripped to the ground, he kind of peeks his head up and looks at, like, the upshot of what he's just done, and the look on his face, I mean, he's still got a face mask on, um, was beautiful.
7: (laughs)
2: Okay.
3: (laughs) Mark still, you know, because the Browns passed – on Carson Wentz and that was a that was an issue for a while, but now it's not an issue and you like to have your That's fun true. Us. Remember all the well, time. Well that's
5: you and Sam you're you're doing your like Sam Darnold dance around your house every night. It's the same same thing. Like when uh, when
3: the cornerback you had or how do you know bad? about my Sam Darnold dance? <laughs> I
5: mean Greg's there, you know, like from what I know.
6: So just think of all the time though, you wasted, you know, worrying, internally combusting because you thought Carson Wentz was gonna
5: turn into like this Hall of Famer. Well you didn't need but, to do that. It, Remember when the Browns front office was getting roasted for various people saying we didn't see Carson Wentz as a franchise quarterback? Check that box. You were correct, baby. Browns
3: management wins again. Mm.
5: Well, okay. That's strong.
3: All right. Good stuff. I like – no, football gods, you're not going to get me. I know what you're going to do. I know it's it's coming. But if you're a person that likes the desert, eh, keep an eye on this one. So
5: they're dragging Mike White out what to like 23 weather with to, to you for the Jets White? to I win. Think I think You're say saying you the like the Jets
3: to win. I, th- I think it's. I think that's because they're a heavy of underdog. That's a ton of wood to lay on a Jets team that's feeling revitalized. Now, the Jets famously play down to expectations. So. They could show up like the Patriots game version of the Jets as well, but just keep an eye on it
4: we've, we've had like Nick Mullins games before on Thursday Night Football, so it wouldn't be the craziest thing to have Mike White come into podium, no, coming that's to the, right, the podium. Dragging
5: him out to 20 degrees. Well, no,
4: I don't think that they'll have the roof open there, so I think it should be oh, you'll, good that point, inside, yeah. okay. but just y. the Hilton's outside. hurt
6: again, or else he would be a good one. I'm trying to think of some spicy. Quentin some Nelson spicy was not there. in the
3: walkthrough either um, for Tuesday's practice, so that's something to keep an eye on. Connie, you've said it all. I have. Um, please, um, if you do speak with Mike White,
4: tell him you love. Tell him, him I said hello.
3: Okay. Tell him I'm in love with him. No problem. Uh, if you don't speak with him. As I expect you not to because I know what's happening here and I know what's about to happen and you can't do this to me because I know what's <laughs> oh, happening.
4: This is so sweet of you and then, so sad also to see the internal
5: workings of this.
3: Tell the Colts congratulations on the win.
5: I mean, you kind of want to see Connie with Carson Wentz because something could go down there to some degree. Uh,
3: Carson Wentz has to put a mask on immediately upon right. re-entering the field for handshakes. So I don't know if the, do you want a guy with a mask during the interview process. Is that even allowed to interview him? You can take off the I mask. Think for the interview. I
4: think we would have to get off of the desk is, and then it's not happening it's like the not worth it it's not
3: a great interview is there interview. a cube that we can get Greg into with Carson <laughs> Wentz Slather Greg up alright I mean I take this all as a compliment that this is what you, you should you want. That's I like absolutely
4: that you're protecting yourself though you Dan against potential I know, disappointment
3: I know I, I've, I've been through this before only now I'm, I'm modifying my fandom just slightly that's good I'm back in but you can't hurt me because <laughs> I know what you're trying to do
4: he's growing
3: Football gods, I see you, and there's nothing you could do to me.
5: Good luck. They are giggling up in the clouds. <laughs>
3: All right. We'll be back Thursday uh, with a, another episode of the podcast, um, the preview show, but also Thursday night. We'll recap this game and check out Connie Fox, of course, on NFL oh, Network.
4: yeah.
3: Uh, where she'll have this on lockdown. Also, Connie – and Ricky Hollywood on the Split Ends podcast. I believe you had Rachel Benetta on today's we show. We did. Who she was awesome great, uh, on the Power Rankings. She's a rising star. We like her, so check that show out. Anything else, Mark? Do you have a plug? How's your? How, what's going on with the underdogs column? Take us through
5: it. I actually mentioned that Jets spread. I thought that was in, inane, and I I told people <laughs> go take your hard-earned money and you put it on the Jets, baby. Wow! In, I sub- yeah. subtext in subtext. Yes. I didn't actually say that. That was my. Oh, I'm not allowed to, but. That's what you should be reading
3: Good. on a different level. All right, Greg, do you have any <laughs> other thoughts about the Deshaun Watson situation before we sign off today? No,
6: no that no, was that no, was no, it. Please come on. This culmination it. of months of
3: wasting <laughs> our time. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's it. Dan Hand is signing off for the Tiny Box. The old boss. Quiet storm. Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Where's Graver? Get some tears. Until Thursday, heed that call.